The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Everybody, welcome to YHS Podcast coming to you all the way from the uh the dirty south ew start it that'll like that that. don't call it don't say that that's what master p used to call it yeah well i don't know who that is so no nobody who's from here calls it the dirty south you don't like that no i i kind of thought it was pretty cool is he from here it's from louisiana well then yeah no 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 you don't well then he can keep that over there jake you were not a a part of the no limit soldier family (laughs) feels like something you would have done does it stop it <laughs> they weren't on the uh um well they were on nitro and they were like kind family of family values tour well, yeah, was he was on the sick of... and twisted tour yeah I, I feel like the no limit soldiers that time period was kind of tangential to like a lot of the music we we reminisce about like the woodstock sure. 99 era and yeah all that i know um, masterpiece of kidding. course you do uh silk the shocker anyways hi everybody welcome to yhs uh craig here uh coming to you from <laughs> the clean <laughs> south that sounds dude, worse that word sounds yeah, worse dude. somehow i know dude don't that, don't say that that sounds super, super excited like to be here yeah from the hot gothic how about summer. georgia just we're yeah. from georgia mm-hmm. part of us where we live town. on a planet we live on planet Earth, mm-hmm. which is part of the Milky Way galaxy. spaceship that's orbiting the sun. <laughs> Abby, how are you? I'm good. All right. <laughs> Doing great. Good. Thank you. Very good. Appreciate that. Uh, Jacob, how are you? I'm great. All right. Doing very good. Just hanging out. I feel like I want the users who, or the, the users, the YHS the user, user base. What is this, Tron now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want for the users. I want to hear from our listeners more. We have an email address. Yes, have some cast at gmail.com. I, I want to challenge our listeners to email us uh, questions that we can do for Q and A's or Twitter. Uh, do it on or, Twitter or do it on Twitter. I'd like to see memes. I would like to see uh, audio memes. edits of the podcast. I, I want on. more interactivity from you people. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm asking for. So email yeah. us at yes have some cast at gmail.com. Send us whatever you Questions. want. Maybe maybe we'll do another question episode soon. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Like doing that. We I might like share do- your stuff too from our social media. We mm-hmm. might. You mm-hmm. never know. You never know what we're gonna do. Mm. Uh, before we get started, I do want to tell you about YHS Patreon at patreon.com slash yes have some get you access to all of our bonus material, including the 25 minutes of audio we just recorded before this part started exclusive audio content every week bonus toy anxiety episodes that stream on tuesday nights on youtube bonus episodes lots of stuff a whole archive over the last three or four years five bucks a month gets you access to everything at patreon.com slash yes have some and jake i think yeah. it's well i think it's sell those wares you said you were going to sell the I, wares sell the wares. well i honestly think we're we're not charging enough at this point because yes. 
I, I know some people come on here and they're like, well, all they do is talk about their Patreon or all they're trying to do is sell their Patreon. But I don't think people understand that there's extra like, so we do extra episodes on Patreon. Every yes. time we do one of these, or most of the time when we do one of these, there's an extra 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer yeah. of an episode ad free. You get it early. There's a, there's a fucking discord channel that I can't even keep up with at this point. It's a lot. There's, there's a lot uh, the Instagram and, uh, and there's also the, well, the thing that I want to talk about is that like on the, the, our Patreon is kind of unique because there's not just, there's like this kind of stuff on there. Abby does these like, like diary posts sometimes. Then there's videos that get put on there there's to- straight up toy anxiety stuff i just right. got a, and i just got a discount on an ebay thing what am i watching on ebay jaws pocket watch <laughs> there's Jack this side. um there's jake then, interrupting his sales pitch for, and then there's for a pocket well, i'm just discount. i'm just trying to i'm just trying to say it's not just more of this there's a lot no, of stuff lot on there variety. and i'm trying i'm trying to do i don't want to say exactly what it is just in case i don't end up doing it but uh i want to do my plan is for Halloween this year to do a special, you know, sometimes I do those like Stephen King episodes. Yeah. Um, I got like a, spe- I got something special in mind. I want to try to do for Halloween for Ooh. Patreon this year. That sounds good. That sounds real good. Oh um, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Halloween's a good time for patrons. Um, I Halloween's a good time for YHS saying. in general. Yeah. Horror nights. Yeah. Um, Chucky. Know, I, yeah. There's, there's always so many things. Um, I got to say something real quick. Yeah, I went back and listened to our interview with Jason Reitman uh, from uh, Afterlife, Ghostbusters Afterlife last year. And I, I will be honest, and Abby, you can attest to this. I don't often listen to our... I don't make it a habit to go back and listen to anything we've done. I very much... I like to do it and move on. But I wanted to revisit it because I've been nostalgic for Ghostbusters. And Abby, he said something really funny mm-hmm. when you and him were talking about... Mm-hmm child's play in the the chucky reference that we see in afterlife Mm -hmm. and he said jason reitman film director said to us i know you guys take this franchise child's play franchise pretty seriously (laughs) he was like he was like he was like tonally i can't agree with where it's gone past like the first two yeah right and abby was just like bro what about seed bro (laughs) Yeah. What about seed, bro? Seed. Yeah, it's like, well, as a podcast that has interviewed Alex Vincent <laughs> and reviewed pretty much every Chucky movie. I don't think we actually reviewed seed. Um, God. Seeds the seeds one seeds of the, the worst. worst. Ones. Seeds well, it's the worst. one of the. That's why it's I one of the worst. Yeah. Speaking of which, where's Chucky and Tiffany? Where are they? <laughs> Tell us, Randy. Tell us, Trevor. Randy Falk. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, should we do it then? Yeah. Hey, Randy. <laughs> hey, Randy kind of sounds like Andy. It's almost the same. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could do a good tip in the That's fine. Anyways, so um, I think what we're trying to say is go back and if you're new to YHS, go back to the archives. There's a lot of good shit back there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget. 
Yeah, yeah the catacombs. You dig a lot. Cool stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. We did a lot. We got fun stuff coming up, exciting updates and, and new things that are going to be happening with YHS. But we'll, we'll get to all of that in due time. Uh, got a couple topics I wanted to touch on. Real quick, just housekeeping notes. Jake, you're going to be yeah. traveling down to Florida for, for your sure. annual tattoo convention, correct? Yeah. Abby, mm-hmm. you're, you've been getting ready for Dragon Con all day. Yeah, I have. When you went to the toy store, I said, no. I'm gonna, I said, I'm being a hobbit right now. She did. I'm not going out. She has a bad hobbit of saying things like that. And um, Hey, no more jokes. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I did get costume stuff in the mail this weekend. I've been receiving all the Amazon stuff I ordered. And I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. So we got a lot going on. It's got a busy, busy time for us going into the Dragon Con season. Uh, tentatively, just putting it out there, if you're going to be at Dragon Con, 4 o'clock on Friday in the American Sci-Fi Classics Room, you're going to see YHS live for our third year in a row. We got a panel. We'll, we'll, we'll officially announce the panel as soon as the Dragon Con schedule comes out so we know what it's called. <laughs> just to make sure. Just to make sure. But it's we're, happening. It's 100% it happening. happening. Yeah, 100% happening. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And Much like answer the call, we'll get the title when we release. <laughs> yeah, after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so lots of exciting stuff. Keep up with us on social media. Obviously, Toy Anxiety, the Toy Anxiety channel on YouTube is, uh, is there's a lot going on over there. New videos all the time. Live show every Tuesday night. Jake, you just did a new episode of Monster Island. Yeah, I sure dropped. did. How'd that it's- go? It's a fun one, too, because Jay Jay has this habit of making me watch weird movies, and it was a movie that it was pretty new to him, and I had never seen it. It's called Daigoro versus Goliath, and it's just a really weird, uh, you know, Godzilla's not in it, but it's a kid's movie, but that also um, has a little bit of domestic violence in it, which is weird, but just a really fun strange film that we reviewed and we talk about, and, and uh, just go check it out. Awesome. That sounds great. What's the name? What'd you say it was? Daigoro versus Goliath. It is on YouTube in full, which is how I had to watch it. Cool. Usually the best movies are, are on are on YouTube yeah. for free. Jay had to My Jay, history. Jay had to warn me ahead of time and he was like, All right, well, there, there's a couple movies that we've watched for the show that were just bad. And he was like, No, it's this one's not like that. It's fun. It's you'll 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 be able to get through it. It ain't like those other ones, but I'm but it's not. It's a little silly. It's like clearly a kids' movie. It's like a giant monster that looks like a hippopotamus. And and you enjoyed it? Yeah, it was fun. Cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna watch it and give it a listen. YHS on Monster Island. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts or the YouTube channel. Um, so let's get into it. I, I had a couple things I wanted to talk about. Listen, guys, we we talked about Batgirl last week. I don't necessarily want to talk about this, but I think we're going to have to have a new segment every week on YHS called It's Miller Time, where we talk talk about the Ezra Miller updates of the week. Okay. All right. I was like, I don't like where this is going, but now I literally I want to have a thing. Here's here's the first challenge, because I'm sick of having to make shit when we are too busy to be. We need audio visual video help. Yes, have some cast at gmail.com. If anybody can make us a little drop, like a little clip where it's like, it's time for the Ezra Miller update. And then Bill Murray going, it's Miller time. That would be really helpful for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, our, another article came out this week. I mean, 
he was arrested or arraigned in court for breaking into somebody's house. I don't know. It's like 10 things. Burglary or something. Yeah. Something weird. Something crazy. And um, this article came out this week about Warner Brothers basically having like there's three roads they can go down with the Flash movie. Right. Right. So I wanted to talk about it and get everybody's opinion and, and, and get some conversation going around. Yeah, I think Ezra Miller. Cool. Yeah. All right. So so option one is <clears throat> stay the course, have Ezra do some sort of public apology tour, and then movie will come out next year. They'll they'll do the they'll do press and he'll and do just, marketing. He'll do the marketing. He'll do the the late night shows. <laughs> God, could you imagine There's, how much okay, tension yeah. is going to be like surrounding that? This is not happening. Trip. Yeah, it can't. Option It'll one be- is option one is a. It's just absolutely not happening. Sorry for the mic noises. I'm trying no, to you're, get this thing. You're good. You're good. I like it. Yeah, there's. I feel like option one is just a complete. Why even put that on there? That's 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 a dream scenario for them. There's zero chance he's gonna apologize. And even if he did apologize, can you imagine him being on a press tour, just leaving bodies in his fucking wake left and right? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So that that's option one. Uh, Abby, what also requires like acknowledging guilt and like uh, penance and like a wanting and desire to to want to change. And you can't force that on somebody. And from what, from the pattern behavior, it doesn't seem like that's like, like he's in the middle of a, of a watershed moment ready to like yeah. change it all. Yeah. I mean, I guess for some context, um, there were reshoots for, for the flash this summer after a lot of this Recently. stuff went down. Recently. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay. And apparently Ezra was on set with their mother who was accommodating or uh, chaperoning. I don't know. Being, being there to make sure Ezra didn't a handler. Well, it was, it was kind of, it was Ezra's mom. Yeah. Yeah. I understand the mom being a handler. Mom was the handler. You know, right. usually that's reserved for younger actors. Like how McKenna Grace might need her mom. But it's there. weird, but it's Not weird that, but it's weird that they even did that. Like all this shit is, first of all, I, I just have like, why is Ezra just not in jail? Like, are you allowed to go out and commit all these crimes over and over and not go to jail? Are are we just scared of him or them? And uh, I don't understand what the what the deal is. Are they not committing the sort of crimes that would put them in jail? Or yeah, I mean, I don't I, get it. I don't get it either. I don't. Why know. are they even allowed to be on a movie set right now? Right. Well, there's just so much. Um, volatility there and also there's a lot of like you know for warner brothers i mean they're they're going through enough on their own without this there's a lot of uh uh attention being brought to this film in a negative way yeah a year almost before it's supposed to come out so abby um well just more thoughts because you had some interesting takes i mean yeah, I, I don't think that you can carry on with a press tour and a release of this movie um, and, like, feel good about it. Like, I feel like the the nature of of their crimes are, uh, like, ex- to, 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 like, have captive people and, like, mentally 
abused to the point of Stockholm syndrome and to not to, to be so maniacal and like twisted to not even like know that that's going on and to probably feel so bloated and powerful with like the amount of money being put into you. That's that that's an like a real life villain, a real life bad person that should be like you're saying, Jake exposed to the judicial system in the same way. And like, not associated in any way with the movie release and almost like I would they make they need to make a clean cut it's like if you have something infected or something that's bad and just gonna, it's going to continue you have to like amputate well the problem though is you can't just cancel a movie after it's already been filmed oh wait yes you can <laughs> yeah but Warner Brothers has so never what, done yeah, that so what the fuck? oh yes they yeah, have yeah they have they have it's yeah, but it hasn't. Yeah, but that hasn't happened for a very long time, though. It's it not. was days ago. Yeah, but just to, oh. like I said before, to wrap that up, the out of respect for the victims and people have been like hurt by him. Right. I feel like it would just be clearly there. There's like, a yeah. they a. It's not hard to see. There's a a very serious mental health crisis sure, happening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and so this article was from Hollywood Reporter. Let's go ahead and read down these options. So I'm not having to paraphrase it. Oh yeah, right. yeah. All right, here we go. Source with knowledge of the situation says the studio appears to be preparing for three possible scenarios. First, Warners has received indications that the 29-year-old Miller, whose mother has accompanied the actor in recent days, will seek professional help after returning home to their farm in Vermont after being away. If that happens, Miller uh, could give an interview at some point explaining their erratic behavior. The actor could then do limited press for The Flash and the movie would open in cinemas as planned. All right, so we kind of discussed that as an yeah. option. Uh, second scenario, okay. Even if Miller does not reach out for help, Warners could still release the film, but do not expect Miller to play a prominent role in terms of marketing and publicity, nor would Miller be the Flash going forward as the role would be recast in future projects. Uh, to me, that seems like the most likely thing to happen because the the early indications, like the internal buzz at Warner Brothers is like, they're really high on this movie. They're kind of looking at it as like their multiverse, no way home style thing. But that is their downfall. <laughs> like that okay. is uh, a bloated I sense mean, of self. Yeah, it's literally it, Ezra's I, I'm, the thing that I keep. This sounds like a joke, but I'm reminded of Ian Malcolm talking to John Hammond and just being like, listen, John, you're you're so excited about what you're doing that you don't realize how fucked up all of this is. And you're just, you think it's going to come out and be this amazing thing, but let's look at the, let me just look at DC's track record. Look at, look at this universes, not, not even just DC because Joker did well, but in, in the Batman did well, but look at this specific universes track record. Right. It's going to, it's not going to, it's just not like they're just holding, holding on, hope that michael keaton will save this entire thing you're leaving out a really important part which was how wrong ian malcolm was i mean jurassic park by all accounts was a great success (laughs) nothing bad happened they're so preoccupied with whether or not they can (laughs) that they won't stop and think if they should do it you know this is where i just want to Listen, they you know they 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 packaged it, they they patented it, they're slapping him on a on a plastic lunchbox, and they just want to sell this piece of shit. Uh, I want to see Michael Keaton in a Jurassic Park movie. Make that happen. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Jake, I I agree with you, right? So they're they're yeah. very they're saying, hey, we've we've invested two hundred million dollars into this marquee. 
intellectual property. This is our big movie release next year. We've got all these huge plans for this universe. We can't not put this movie out. Abby, what do you think about this second option of we, we go forward, but Ezra is not involved in the marketing publicity. That's much better. You can't have a plan that relies on his contrition and him actually feeling guilt. There's, there's no way that that can be a part of your business plan moving forward. Um, you can't right. make somebody be that way. It sounds like he's got so much to work through, <coughs> that in my opinion. Like I said, separating, clean break, moving on. That's the best thing. And, and not, not, expecting, there's, not expecting an apology or writing one for him to say that feels fake. Because I, I think that's disrespectful. Um, I wouldn't appreciate that. I don't really have any excitement towards the movie um, and hearing that Warner Brothers is super hyped on it. Um, See, that's where I differ, though, because I'm not trying to call it like not trying to I'm not trying to be a contrarian with YouTube, but like yeah. I, I have been more. Listen, the DC universe has been a mess. We, we've talked about it so much. I thought the flash in the, in the Snyder cut specifically was was the most digestible character and the, and the, sure. the most interesting stuff. And I think this multiverse idea with bringing Keaton back, having Andy Muschietti, who is a completely different kind of director than anybody who's been involved with DC uh, so far. Uh, yeah, I like him. I, I think there is a chance the movie could... I'm not saying DC's track record suggests this, but I I, I guess I'm getting... You're... Uh, you're, you're a little more optimistic, I think, than uh, sure. to me it all to me it sounds like a uh, a nightmare. Like it just sounds like a disaster. And and also taking Ezra out of saying like DC or Warner Brothers or whatever saying like, you know what? We're gonna take Ezra out of the promotion. We're not gonna promote it. We're just gonna put the movie out there. That to me doesn't solve the issue because you're still asking people to come watch mm -hmm. this full length movie where Ezra Miller is in every single scene and plays multiple characters. It doesn't matter if you take them out of the promotion. You're you're they're there. They are right, there. Right. You're 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 supporting it. You are supporting Ezra Miller if you watch this fucking movie. And it doesn't matter in what capacity that is. It's just, that's the short of it. Yep. And it's like, I guess it's up to each person if they have it, if they can stomach that. And that's not like a challenge or like I judge people who are going to go support it. Um, Same. I w I'm not going to judge you either. Um, when it comes to, uh, yeah, it's like, it, he's a main character. This is something that is, we're going to have to deal with and see this performance. And I can't help but think about, the victims and I can't help but think about the people that he's probably hurt that are like, what the fuck? Like how, yeah. how is everyone imagine, else doing this? Exactly. Imagine those people when this movie comes out and they're like, cool. Like, well, you know, Ezra went around and did this to me and this person, and this person, and everybody knows it. it's not a secret. It's not a, like he said, she said kind of thing. Everybody <laughs> knows it's factually happened, but here we are. Watching Ezra Miller be the Flash and run around with a Batman. Fuck, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. The only option is for this movie to not happen. Uh, the third option from Hollywood Reporter says, the situation with Miller deteriorates further. 
This would see Warner's killing the movie outright. It, there's no way to reshoot this movie with a different actor with Miller playing multiple characters in almost every single scene. Uh, you know, much, much like Daniel day Lewis in, um, there will be blood, you know, Miller, this is Miller's movie. He's in every scene. Yeah. He's chewing yeah. that scenery. Uh, I did that to try hey, to don't ever, don't yeah, ever make did. that. You've uh... successfully done it. <laughs> Scrapping don't a $200 million film would be, again. how dare you? Um, listen, I'm a child of the eighties and nineties. I'm desperately want to see Michael Keaton in this back as Batman, but the whole thing's nah, such dude. a mess. It's a mess. You have to let, you have to let go, man. You just have to let yeah. go. Uh, and, and, and you know what? That doesn't mean like, maybe they'll make something else with Michael. Keaton. This is the second, this is the second thing Michael Keaton's been in that they've had to, that they're having issues with. So either Michael Keaton's the problem. No. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he gets uh, something else, you know, maybe he gets his own movie or maybe they, they figure out a way to, to, to bring him back some other way. But uh, I don't think, right. I don't think the, the want of seeing Michael Keaton probably be awful in his old age as Batman uh, is worth the trouble that this movie's going. Yeah. Through. I just, don't. I mean, and I don't, I think it's idealistic and like sweet of you to really look forward to the Michael Keaton performance. Um, it's you. sweet. But, like, he, I'm sure he appreciates it. Yeah. But if Ezra Miller like shit the bed several times, you don't want to like lay in there if, on from any angle. Craig does apparently. <laughs> I mean, if Michael Keaton's in, in the Craig bed. Li Craig, lights li Craig likes laying in shitty beds. Whatever. Yeah, but he's if like, Michael he's Keaton's just, there. like, uh, put a towel over it. It's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't even tell. There's reports this week that Warner Brothers is trying to make good with Leslie Grace by either including her version of Batgirl in a different movie or giving her a part. I don't know. Like the just the whole situation over there is so jacked it's up. And honestly, <laughs> by the time this podcast releases in a couple of days, I'm sure three more things will have happened. Yeah, Ezra yeah. Ezra will have committed more crimes. Yeah. You're always the um, tip of the iceberg with most of these stories. Like it's weird to me how WB and DC and this feels like this universe has just had so many. Like, what is happening? You know, the stuff with like Joss Whedon and mm -hmm. and you know the Wonder Woman sequel and like just all of the fucking the Snyder cut and it's just, it feels like one thing after another is trying to make this universe not happen. Yeah. And maybe we should look at this as a sign and fucking stop it. It's yes. a sign. All right. Yeah. It's weird. It's like they, yes. It's like they built the studio over the, the cemetery and just moved the, they didn't move the bodies or whatever. Like, exactly. was like I, was legit. I understand that they'd lose a lot of money. I understand that. But also like, People don't. Um, WB is a big company. They've been around for a long time. They own a lot of things. They It'll have a fine. lot of money. They have a lot of money. They're going to be completely fine if they lose the money on this movie. And um, I, I say, like, lose the money. Maybe, maybe just let it chill for a little bit. Focus on, you know, the Batman and the Joker too. And maybe just do some. I don't know. Maybe they just need to let everything calm down and then start right. over or something. I just mm -hmm. think. Seems like a whole of, world of shit. There was a couple more really interesting points. One of them was that the Batman has not officially been greenlit for a sequel. 
like it, it's implied that it will get a sequel, but with this whole restructuring of Discover and WB and this new 10-year plan, and I guess there's a chance that they maybe don't do a sequel to the Batman, which I think would be crazy. Like I, I think I think it will happen, but I'm just saying there's a nothing's off the table when it comes to what's going on at Warner Brothers right now. <clears throat> and speaking of these three options, I think option four, which was not listed, is put this movie out as soon as possible and just move on because Ezra Miller can get in a lot more trouble the next six months. I mean, you got New Year's coming up. People go crazy on New Year's. Like, <laughs> you got, you, there's just, you know, and it's not going to go to HBO Max. Do a surprise drop, put it out in theaters, make make your money back, which you will, mm-hmm. and just take the, a breath. The and release move of on. this movie feels like we're trying to, we're, we're the parents of Ezra Miller trying to figure out what the punishment, like, should be for the, and it's just, well, it's it's a weird place to be. It's weird. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know what? This is all the fault of this is not, you know, when somebody like it's kind of like a boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Like there's a pattern here. The The pattern is that the DCEU, like Jake was just saying, has been pretty jacked up and, and malfunctioning and dysfunctional for like a decade. Yeah. If I could pose a question like during the all the other movies and the things that Ezra Miller has worked on, was there never any signs and were there ever any? Well, was- I don't think so. It was there, the first thing that happened. I don't know the timeline, but I believe it was during justice league being made or maybe right after it came out, there was the incident where he was on video, like choking a woman. Right. Yeah. And it happened pandemic or something. It happened and it went away pretty quickly. And I remember being like, Hey, didn't he choke a woman? Yeah. But I, I think it was like deep. It was either deep into the Snyder. Cut. Something was already, you know, that a lot of it was already out. Right. And then, and then it was like, it was like a slow build up, a slow build up. Like that happened. And then it was like months later, somebody was like, well, Oh, I think Ezra got, got arrested again or something. And now it's just gotten to the point where it's, it's become very, insanely frequent which it feels <clears throat> scary and dangerous i don't I don't know what it is that's happening at, at yeah. this moment in time like the more you try to cover it up it just leaks out of another area like it's um well it just, it's not from- very it doesn't make you feel good especially i'm not gonna be like superhero movies are supposed to make you feel great about everybody but if you, there's a distinctly like bad feeling about it and hold on jake what's this look on your face slimy well, do you hear this noise? Just I hear something. Three, three lawnmowers just driving down the road. Hey, Jake, is that three lawn people lawnmower? on lawnmowers and they're just driving down the road. I was like, is the Mario noise. Kart music? Hit him with a red shell. Is one of the lawnmowers just a man that's eating all the grass? Yes. Yes. Good. So yeah, lots lots of insane stuff happening. Well, we'll keep everybody updated because uh, I uh, it's entertaining. Like it's sad, but I mean you can't help but look at this car crash that kind of keeps happening over there. Um, it's definitely a car crash. It's definitely <laughs> it's a spectacle a for sure. It's a spectacle. Okay, so this is a little bit off topic. Somebody called Jordan Peele. We got a spectacle happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nope. All right. Uh, So other movie news, John Carpenter 
legendary horror director John Carpenter, who Jordan Peele says is the greatest horror director of all time. Uh, I guess we can leave that up to the debate for later. John Carpenter, in regards to Halloween, says, I don't believe this is actually the end of the franchise. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, uh, here Stop we go. it. Uh, he says, I love working with David Gordon Green. He's a great director. I love supporting him, and I love this new role. I love making music. If the movie makes money, I don't believe this will be the end. There's a way when a movie makes money, it seems to resurrect the next one. So obviously sure. we're... I mean, that makes that's com that makes complete sense. It's truthful. There's some weird rumors going on about the plot of this movie, and I, right. I have some... I, I I've watched the trailer a couple times and, and I know I've been pretty vocal about not caring about um, these new Halloween films. I, I didn't really like them, but I'm still, you know, at heart uh, uh, on some level, a fan of Halloween and I, and I will be there the opening day to see it. But I also kind of have some theories about what's happening in this movie. And I, uh, I think it, I, I think if it's what I think it could be, it's going to be a, a weird big I think people will be annoyed with it. Right. Yeah. I might oh. like it. <laughs> Jake, <what do> you <laughs> um, I mean, I know we watched the new trailer. Yeah. I, I like the Halloween franchise. Um I like a, a lot of the movies. Um I was not into the last one. I thought what was that? Halloween kills? Halloween kills. I think the first one in this series was better than kills, but I, I still didn't love the first one. I just remember walking out of kills and just being like, man, it, this sucks. Like this, yeah. whatever they were trying to yeah. do, like here's, here's the thing. And I'll throw to you on this, Abby. Yeah. I think what's tough with these movies is, is they try so hard to like outsmart the audience's expectations and overthink like what makes these movies good and fun in the first place. And from what I remember of Halloween kills, I just remember thinking like, this is so weird and convoluted. And like this notion of like Haddonfield, like, you know, rising up against this evil, you're kind of like, that kind of makes sense from like an audience perspective, but not like for the every, like think about your hometown. I bet some people were killed in Valdosta 30 years ago. You don't know about that shit. Like people right. you, you, like, right. It's you know, not this movie. This movie doesn't exist in the continuity of like the other 12 movies. It's yeah. the original movie happened right. and then Halloween and then Halloween kills. So, right. yeah, he's Jay or whatever is fucking Michael Myers just came back. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's like a weird. He just got here. Yeah, he just got here. The timing doesn't I, make sense. Sorry. No, I, I, the only thing I was going to say is they also do some weird plot stuff and it felt like it felt like they were trying to drag it out to make it last three films towards the end of this movie. All of a sudden they're like given one of the random cops from the first movie backstory. And he's like, well, I was there that night. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, Who it's are like, you? Who are you? Yeah. It's that's like um, to have, I, I, to say my piece, I really disliked Halloween kills. I uh, have to stop playing with my fake axe right now because She's it's pounding it on the ground. I can't like, hear it. I hear it's it in my headphones. I right, keep going. Dragon Con. Um, the, I, I really disliked Halloween Kills, the Halloween remake. I had, I thought it had some potential. There were some things that I liked. I, I think I liked the uh, Laurie Strode's granddaughter. I thought that um, her and the boyfriend were like pretty likable and 
it captured a little bit of the spirit, but focusing on like the, the victim's mentality of like, ha- like those who have been hurt by Michael Myers banding together and rising up against him. I understand where that can maybe be a redemption thing or like helpful for people who have been through like difficult stuff in their life and have to like stand up and band together. But, um, but the question is here, I'm finishing. I'm finishing. The first Halloween movie is, doesn't make you feel that way. The town and the people there, the way that it's like, everyone's isolated and killed off. It's, it's very much like that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in that first movie. Um, one of the things I like about the first Halloween is how authentic it feels uh, as like a period piece, kind of like the girls walking home from school. They're all cute. They're smoking weed and like talking about stuff. And you just feel like you're just kind of naturally falling into this. And then the un- the nonsensical stuff starts to happen. And it's um, everybody's usually like kind of separate. Once you're alone, you're killed. And to think that like those, the families of or the cops who might've been there, that feels like just way too much like effort into characters that were not important to begin with. Right. And just far off from what the original like ploy or like the interest of, of that first movie. It's really interesting. You say that because there, the, the first Halloween that came out a couple years ago, um, the first part of this trilogy, I, I also found there was some stuff in there I liked, but the weird thing to me is how unable that movie is to recap it. How, how, short it falls i should say in recapturing the spirit feel look tone of the original you know it can be done look at that movie x that came out this year that that movie is not a remake of texas chainsaw it's not a remake of anything it's not a movie that was made in the 1970s it's not a uh you know, we know what a low budget movie in the 1970s looked like versus a low budget movie in 2022. You can make a low budget movie look really shiny. And that's what tells you it's low budget. I always thought it was weird that Halloween didn't try to recapture like the independent filmmaking spirit of the first movie. The first Halloween to me has a lot of parallels with Jaws. Obviously, it was way less of a, a budget, but it was a a a director with a vision who Everyone kind of thought, like, does this guy know what he's doing? And he clearly knew what he was doing. Yeah. He put together this this magical special moment in cinema. And the the new Halloween movies are really shiny and really, like, they feel like they lean way too much into modern horror tropes. And I just feel like there's a way that you could aesthetically and tonally capture the aesthetic of the original Halloween. And I, I, I think these new, I don't think any Halloween sequel has done that. But I think it could be done in a in a better way. So overall, I've been disappointed with these first two movies, even though I got some enjoyment out of the first one. Not even looking forward to this this third one. Like, well, it's at all. It, it's hard. It's hard to figure out how to, you know, the Halloween and a lot of these movies. It's hard to write a plot that makes sense. That's not just the same plot over and over. That's the that's the downfall to a lot of these movies Friday the 13th is the same way. It's like you're watching the same movie every time or else it doesn't. We've talked about this before. It doesn't make sense to do it any other way. So it's like they're reaching at straws, trying to figure out weird plot devices or reason why he's after Lori or, or, or anything. Also, this guy directed pineapple express and your highness. So who the, what the Ooh. fuck does he know about horror movies? Hey, just like Spineapple Express. <laughs> yeah. 
Not really. <laughs> she's, she got the, side poster? she's got the poster. Yeah, because she is like Craig, and she's like, well, if I'm here and they're signing posters Arthur, for free, I'm going to get one. It's like, my Co- it. it's like my Cody Rhodes uh, photo op. Exactly. It's like, I won this. <laughs> I better get it. I got you. I, I was kind of dispo- disappointed by Pineapple Express. It's not that great. Well, here's the other thing. You're going to bring back Laurie Strode. She's playing this kind of like rugged, like, you know, almost like a Sarah Connor type character. Mm-hmm. I will give that movie a compliment. I thought, I think the Halloween remake or seek, whatever the fuck it was, what it did with Laura, Laura, Laurie was better than what like Terminator Dark Fate did with, with Sarah. Yeah, Connor. Like, I think sure. it, it executed it better. It entertained me more. But that's not saying anything. But that's not saying Dark a whole Fate lot. Like, and I just yeah. think, like, yeah, the the rights to Halloween are Blue House loses the rights after this third movie. They go back to to the original rights hold, holders, the Akkads. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there's gonna be more Halloweens for sure. the rest of our lives, forever. And I'm a lot of money. And hey, it doesn't matter how much shit I talk about these three Halloween movies. I want there to be more Halloweens for the rest sure. of my life. Uh, yeah. I, I want there to be one every year. I, I, you know, I just, there's something that feels good about Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and Chucky. And I know only two of those four are, are still around really, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I also Leatherface as well. They're, they're movies that I'm going to go see no matter what, no matter what it's about, who makes it. I'm always going to enjoy them on some level, but I can still talk about, I can still talk shit about them. Um, speaking of that, uh, Roy Lee, uh, producer Roy Lee was talking to bloody disgusting this week about, uh, what's that movie called? The one we didn't go see barbarian barbarian. And okay. He teased that he kind of said, Hey, I can't say anything, but you're going to be hearing some Friday, the 13th movie news before the end of the year. I saw that too. Did he specifically say movie or did he just say Friday the 13th news? I, I did see that there's something possibly happening, but there's no actual. That's it. That quote was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. We all want to see Jason back. Yeah. I don't want him to I'd rather see. Want... Ja- I'd rather see Jason than Michael Myers. Yeah. I think Jason, maybe the Friday the 13th movies take themselves a little less seriously sure. in, in that way are more enjoyable because these most recent Halloween movies seem to be taking the subject matter seriously and it, in, a, in a way that isn't really entertaining to me. Well, don't you know that the original Halloween is about like generational forgiveness of your brother who's not <laughs> actually your brother? Oh, this, what a mess. Um, uh, We're not going to talk about it right now, I don't believe, but I think I think that there is a a nightmare on the <laughs> a nightmare on the Elm Street movie that they need to be making because Robert Englund's sure. still alive and he could still do one. They Give definitely one. should. They're not, but they should be. Mm-hmm. How funny would that have been in Ghostbusters Afterlife when the three originals show up and then they pan over and Freddy Krueger's there too? And he's just <laughs> like, I didn't get a movie of my own, bitch. <laughs> I thought this was an '80s reunion. <laughs> <laughs> bitch <laughs> bitch podcast yeah anyways Nancy. um okay 
Cool. What other topics do we need to be covering this week? Abigail, do you have anything that you need to address uh, for the people? Do you have any stress that you need to get off your chest? Yeah, I actually made a list of five things that I'm stressed about that I... Uh, five? I mean, it's an Apple note. Five so I figure I get to people. Uh, it's a list of things that I want that I'll never have. Oh, I, so this is just... Let's hear it. Yeah, it's essentially let's stress. You dress it up however you want, still stress. Okay, well, let's do it. Okay. Uh, number one. Wait, should I start holy, with number five? Yeah, you got to start with All right, five. okay. Holy shit. If you know me, though, I know. Okay, here we go. Countdown. I'll start, I'll start at number five. Number five. Uh, this is, again, things that I want that I'll never have. Calico critters in Georgia. Oh, I'm you. never going to see them in stores. It makes me really sad. Um, that's number five. Well, we got to stop going to just Target. There's, they got to be somewhere. I mean, they're at they specialty, exist. like, education type of um, toy stores. Gotcha, but- okay. I can't. I want to be able to. Here's what I want. I want to be able to go to the store and like, like when you see the Star Wars and uh, Jurassic Park, etc. On the aisles, I I want to be able to see myself in the aisles. That makes me kind of sad. Okay. Uh, other parts of the country and parts of the world, you know, they have more access. So Listen, I'm just bitching. Just because the first store we went into at Martha's Vineyard had more calico critters, than and I go back and look at those photos a lot, and I'm like, whoa, there were so many things. They were all stacked up to the ceiling. So many critters. Not okay. Fair. I'll never have it. Number four. Number four, uh, Dave to Price's shit. Uh, <laughs> that's Dave at Dave's Comics. For those of you who don't know, Jake, I know you know You're Dave. just going on the offensive already. Yeah, honestly. I wish that uh, Dave to Price's shit because whenever we go there, like there's cool stuff and uh, uh, it's just not for sale. So it's frustrating. I think you should take that one further and not. I don't want Dave to just price his shit. I want yeah. him to price it appropriately. Reasonably. Which yeah. he doesn't. That's a he does not understand. Hey Jake, I'm adding the word reasonably. Thank you on this. So yes, in case I post it somewhere. Wait, hold on, hold on. Jesus Christ! Context. There could be somebody listening for the first Sorry, time. Sorry, I know, know we've talked f- about. They don't know what the fuck a Dave comic okay, is. Okay, so for context, would you like to share the uh, birthday Dave's comic story from Dave's comics is a local comic and toy shop we've frequented over the years. S- from time to time, they have pretty cool stuff, but there always seems to be issues with pricing and getting a price on something. And there's always like statues and Godzilla Kaidu that Jake's looking at, but they don't. And there's always really cool stuff that they have in a box, like an entire collection of something that's under a table that if you ask about. I told about, Jake this whole story yesterday. They had all these Kenner alien figures. Yeah. You no prices. Them. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. It's so well, it's frustrating. Yeah. But I got uh, back at Dave, though. I did. You got back at him? Yeah. Well, last time I was there, I bought a. He had a Tobey Maguire signed trading card from Spider Man. Oh right, oh, yeah, it I was like one hundred and fifty bucks, and I fucking bought it and came home and sold it on eBay immediately for six hundred. I also another thing I did the same thing sort of. Uh, so Dave, to to I'll tell the story really really shortly for anybody who doesn't know. But this past year on my birthday, or before my birthday, I tried to buy. Dave has an Orochi, the eight-headed dragon figure that I really wanted. I was like, I need to get this. And, you know, because I uh, uh, literally do a kaiju podcast, and I, and I know Jake, who is a historian and encyclopedia, I know how much this figure's worth. I know how much it goes for. I was like, all right, well, just going to go buy Dave's. And it was, I mean, we were in that store for an hour and a half waiting Long on time. these guys to try to price it. And the guy was like, well, I know this one's going to be at least $500, which is, I don't know, three times what the fucking toy's worth. And, you know, it was just a thing. They, they, they wanted to sell it for 500 bucks and it's, 
And realistically, it's 150 to maybe a 200. But I kind of did the same thing you did, Greg. And I was looking for the uh, Stephen King's Marvel The Stand Omnibus, which is hard to find. It's kind of a sold out thing. On eBay, they go for four to five hundred bucks. And uh, I bought it from Days for a hundred dollars because he's an idiot and he doesn't know how to price his stuff right. Um, this is making me feel much better. Jake, <clears throat> is there anything more infuriating to you as a human being than somebody telling you how much something is worth when you know factually and they're wrong? It was, it, I mean, it makes you want to become one of those people who's like, well, you're wrong, you know, because yeah. I know, I know how much they don't <laughs> even know what they're looking at. I'm like trying to show you, like I can show you right now online. Here's the last four that sold for $300 less than what you're telling me. You know, it's, it's like, um, they're just it's like being at the gold and silver pawn shop and Rick's not there. And everybody <laughs> thinks they're the expert. Hey, that's my favorite part of pawn stars. When they, when they appraise something and, and the person selling it gets really mad. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's oh, worth- for context, we've been watching a lot of pawn stars on YouTube. It's my comfort food. It feels good. Okay. All right. So that's good. Number three. Yeah. It's actually um, interesting, Jake, that you brought up the stand omnibus because uh, number three on the things I want that I'll never have is to finish reading the stand. Well, um, well, hold on. Not with that kind of fucking attitude. What, what is it that you, why do you, it's, why can't you finish the stand? I just don't know. Do I'm, I'm just listen to it. Get it. Get the audio book. Oh, that is the, a, that's a bad attitude to have saying like, Oh, that's a very achievable thing that you could do. Yeah, we can't go in there and price all Dave's stuff. We can read that. <laughs> You're right. You know book. what? Yeah. I can do this one. This one I'm going to say is possible. You're right. And I'm inspired to do so. Thanks, Jake. Um, I'm You're almost welcome. done with Salem's Lot. And uh, then I'm going to do Bram Stoker's Dracula. But maybe after that, the stand. Yeah, for sure. All right. Moving on to number two, things that I want that I'll never have. Tickets to the Oakland Cemetery, capturing the spirit of Oakland Halloween tour. And I was talking about this with Craig, and I think every Halloween time I bring this up, and I'm like, I really want to go to the Oakland Cemetery, which is a where's historic that? cemetery. Where, where, tell me it's, exactly um, where that is. You've been to that cemetery? Yeah, but they do this like tour that is um, specifically for like they, they do it at 11 p.m. like during the a uh, couple weeks in October leading up to Halloween, and it's always sold out. Like there's, I don't know how it's you hard can to get tickets. It, yeah, I try, I try every year, and I don't know when you're. I think you have to like. I don't really know what you have to do in order to get in there, but it's going to take. You probably a have to buy them like when they go on sale. Probably like, now. Months before. Yeah, like maybe the day after Halloween, and I think you might have to like sign up and like become a, a member or something. Wait, I don't know if I want to be the member of That's a cemetery. What I what I want. Here's what I want. I don't even really want to be taken on a tour. I just want to be able to have access to the cemetery at night in hall, like in October. I think that would be really cool. Okay. Yeah, Margaret Mitchell's buried there. There's a lot of like famous people, and it's just it's really got a lot of beautiful stuff going on and really creepy stuff. I like it. All right. And hey, finally, number one. Um, my number one is an original piece by Don't Cry in the Morning. Uh, that's a uh, they're a toy like a boutique toy company that's in Hong Kong, and everything that they make. If you're listening to this, look them up. Uh, Don't Cry in the Morning. It's just at that on Instagram. Uh, they have really unique and in funny like kind of sketchy looking like menacing looking little figures that i really love they do really limited runs and it's there's a lot of barriers to actually getting getting them it's they feel to me like something that i'll never be able to have in my like at home um but it's high on my list of things that i think you know what as jake said don't say you can't do it maybe i can 
here's now I'm not trying to call you out. This is a really thing. This is a thing. I didn't know that you had prepared this list. This you didn't do this for the podcast. This is just something you made for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I should make a list. Yeah. Top five. Well, because if you look I at it with a with a positive spin, you could say these are five things that I'd like to achieve. Listen, I want to make one of your dreams come true, Abby. Yeah. You can buy 9:45 p.m. tickets for October the 30th of that tour right now. They're Do you available. really? Yeah, I'm in. I'm on the website right now. Yeah, well, I went through. There's, the, there's the, like, so the way they do it, it's confusing. It's, it's confusing. So if you go to the website, which is I'm on Eventbrite.com, yeah. there's tickets, and they do it all these different nights. But I clicked on the thirtieth because that's the day before Halloween, and a lot of them just say sold out, sold out, sold out. But it's it's for it's for every time. I got down oh. to nine forty five p.m. Nine forty five p.m. There are six tickets available as of right the second it says there's 36 remaining so you could buy tickets What's right now capturing, capturing the, spirit? the spirit of oakland 2022 Dude. and there's tickets for even later the same day but 9 45 there are tickets available p.m yes 9 45 p.m entry draw is that you're going later at night right and as i i, I haven't like obviously been on it but Rain or shine, no refunds. Ticket time is when you will be allowed to enter the cemetery. Yeah, it's something very special from, yeah. from everything. Well, let's heard. go. Why aren't we then going? Let's do it. Let's, let's buy go. It. Let's buy tickets. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You said Thank you're never going to be able to do it. This is the episode where Jake's positivity we'll helped making dreams come through. Thank you, Jake. Well, I wanna, well you said it. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I think they like the people who take you on the tour, like do full like period piece costumes and you carry like candles in like a little. Yeah, but it sucks thing. because it's they're like, what period are you from? They're like 2019. What's up? TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of think there's not going to be a lot of TikTokers on like YouTubers on this because it's probably it's, not allowed. No, exactly. Like, I think it's You're something special. That happens in a very, very cool cemetery. I'm pretty sure Jake, that stuff has been filmed there. I don't know what, but it's like a, it's. I think we all went there to we we, yeah, we, we went there with Hal, right? Yeah, yeah, we went there. Yeah, it's all in right, a cool well, part of Atlanta. I yeah. guess we're gonna go. Let's, let's go. I guess we're gonna go. I'm gonna get like a hoop skirt and like do the whole like <laughs> costume. I can't wait. I mean, oh, it's on a like Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the day before Halloween. It's perfect. Halloween's on a Monday. That's so. Th this would be like so so cool. There's right. like, they have some really cool mausoleums there. It's also like the weekend after we get back from right, right. But that's fine. Yeah, because we're back. Oh wait, there's a lot remaining for that. <clears throat> well, night. then I must have been on like an inaccurate website. I wasn't on Eventbrite. I was on whatever the other ticket holder was. So that's my fault. Jake, do you want to go to this? Sure. Yes. All right. Well, we'll look at it. Let's. We'll do that business after the podcast. We'll do that after the show. For the sake of the show, let's just Sorry, say we bought guys. it now. We bought it now. <laughs> also, we, it. we have update, tickets. Abby just finished the stand. I finished it while you were talking, Jake. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, last, I think it was last week. I saw it in my memories that a year ago, like a year ago last week, I finished the stand. That's a, that's cool. It's so crazy. That was a year ago. It seems yep. like it was yesterday. You guys know how impressed I am by the passage of time. I can't yeah. believe it. And if you join, if you join Patreon today, you can listen to the episode 
in which I spoke about the stand when I finished reading and watching all of the different versions. Of, oh, uh, wow. Stand. So you watched the stand on CBS plus with Ezra Miller. He is. And yeah, he is in it. He's only in a few episodes and he is one of the worst characters <laughs> oh, really? in the show. He played, there was a, there was actually, let's get, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. There was actually a lot of, there was actually some controversy when the show came out because Ezra Miller plays that character. And I don't know if this was him or if this was a direction, but he plays it as a like legitimate, uh, like completely uh, mentally handicapped person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it is not explicitly said that that character is in the, in the book and mm -hmm. the character is there has got some problems and does have some, some mental illness for sure, but he plays it in a very extreme, almost to a, like, yeah. this is uncomfortable sort of, yeah, it sort of feels uncomfortable. Um, but they also cut the part down a lot. He's in the, he's in the book a good bit and he's kind of an important character, but he sort of just like, shows up right at the end of the show like he's barely he's kind of barely in it mm -hmm. yeah i forgot i forgot ezra miller was in that version of the stand yeah very cool yeah. um full circle ezra miller last thing abby you're gonna be interested actually you'll probably both be interested in this new movie coming out written by diablo cody yeah who is a famous yeah we know we know her i know i love i I'm get defensive because i love hey okay. hold on you Forget sometimes that we're podcasting. Yeah, I do forget that we're podcasting. <laughs> I do. I don't have a screen up right now. I'm totally flying by the seat of my pants. Abby's like, do not inform the audience of what you're talking about. Diablo Cody, it. collaborator of Jason Reitman, who obviously mm -hmm. wrote Juno. Uh, Juno, and she wrote the stage play for um Oh, one hand. <laughs> nah, damn it. What's Jagged little, Jagged little pill. I almost it's said like one hand. Hey, in my pocket. one hand. Hey, <laughs> I almost called it coming out of our shells. <laughs> <laughs> the famous stage show coming out of our shells, written by Diablo Cody, um, <laughs> is uh, writing a movie uh, called Lisa Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. Uh, set in 1989, the film follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. This sounds <laughs> a lot like the movie My Boyfriend's Back, which I saw in theaters in 1989. Um, so, but Girl this will surely. I like that. I this like will surely be better than. My boyfriend's back. It has to be. I love the name Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It works on a lot of levels. It's fun. It's fun. I like her. I'll definitely look forward to seeing that. I brought that I, up because Abby finished the Frankenstein, Frankenstein and we watched the, yeah. the Robert De Niro movie. Yeah, we did. Um, I had it's uh I had a fun time watching that movie. It's not perfect, it's got some weird sure. stuff, but I understand why it has yep. a cult following and I the draw for me was that that you could actually there were scenes where Robert De Niro is playing the playing Frankenstein's monster talking to Victor Frankenstein. Like that was worth the price of admission to get to see that stuff. A lot of cool shit yeah. in that movie. Helena Bonham <laughs> Carter is in that movie. Very cool. Yeah. Jake, anything else on your mind before we start wrapping this up? 
uh, one thing, my mom was in town this weekend and um, she walked into my uh, room with all the, you know, the collection and the toys and she's looking around and she saw the Cloverfield toy and she goes, well, that's new. And I was like, yeah, I just, I got it. And she goes, how much you pay for that? (laughs) And I said, and I said, Hey, um, if I tell you, it's going to annoy you. (laughs) You're going to be mad. (laughs) I was like, you'll get annoyed if I tell you. You're going to be with me, but the, the, but, but the craziest thing is she then guessed how exactly how much it was. She guessed like her one guess. And it was, I was like, Oh yeah, that, that is how much it costs. The good guess, mom. Yeah, good wow. guess. Go, mom. Mm, yeah. All right. Um, Abby, do you have anything else? No, I'm I'm really excited to try my costume stuff on after this, and uh, looking forward to Dragon Con and the fall and uh, the drop in temperature in Atlanta. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> if we have Patreon. one. Yeah. Well, it'll it happens around like the end of November. We get like a cool <laughs> four day. months from now. Mm-hmm. It'll get cold. Abby's got a birthday in yes, November. Jake's got one in February. Mm-hmm. Next, oh, wow. Listen, here's what I feel. This is my, let me, Craig's final thoughts. Very much like Jerry Springer. Okay. This has been an awesome year. Cool opportunities, lots of travel. We had Ecto Fest. We had San Diego Comic Con. We took an East Coast road trip to Martha's Vineyard. Got Dragon Con coming up. Horror Nights. We, we, we've, it's been a year packed with a lot of cool stuff. One of my favorite years I've ever lived as a human. Um, and that's, yeah. Is it going to top last year? Last year, the first half was pretty boring because it was still like pandemic time. Once Ghostbusters stuff started ramping up, it was like, boom, Dragon Con, boom, New York Comic Con, Ghostbusters premiere. We had our big party in New York, all this great stuff. Next year is going to be another one of those big years where starting with EctoFest in June, we're going to be counting down. Like, think of it this way. They're going to start filming the new Ghostbusters movie in just a couple of months. So, like, I feel right now just kind of chill. Like, this is the calm before another crazy, mm-hmm. insane year of YHS stuff. And I want to tell everybody, we are, like, we've had a couple people ask about it, so we should address it. So, you've probably noticed that the YouTube channel, the traditional YHS YouTube channel, has converted to just being uh, toy anxiety. And there was a couple people who asked us, well, are you guys just toy anxiety now? Is that the name change? No, 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 stop it. You stop that. Here's what. Here's the deal. Um, the toy content and toy anxiety in general has kind of taken off, uh, I think, a little bit bigger than any of us ever expected. Uh, it started off as just kind of a, a, a side project that has become its own like its own brand almost. And what happened was because we've been sporadic over the years with our, our YHS content on YouTube, the way the YouTube algorithm works, it just became very, people like it. YouTube didn't like it, but people like the toy stuff and that's what they're gravitating towards. So what we're doing is the, the traditional YHS channel will be the home of toy anxiety and all of the toy and action figure collecting focused part of the YHS world. And we are, just like Monster Island did, going to be launching a new podcast-focused, standalone YHS podcast YouTube channel uh, in the next month or two. We're, we're, we're getting everything together. We're upgrading some equipment. Uh, it's going to look a little bit different. Uh, the, the format of the podcast is not changing at all, but we are going to really push to uh, branch out the, the video portion of, of YHS, and we're going to do it in its new home on the new channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
super excited about it. It's going to be a lot of work to, to, to ramp it up and get it done. But I want everybody to think of it like this, like the, the yes, have some is kind of like your, your top. That's the, that's the, the brand that we've built. Right. And over time we've had, uh, you know, we've worked with a lot of great people and creative people. So it's just growing and that's exciting. Like it's a very, it's amazing to think that this thing we started as just some something fun to do to pass the time has grown into a an organism. Uh, so uh, we're still trying to come up with the name of the network, whether it's the why the, the I still vote for why just pipeline. Yeah. I think that's what it just needs to be. But uh, you know, under the 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 yes have some banner, you have YHS podcast, you have toy anxiety, you have YHS on Monster Island, and in the future there will be. There will be others and there will be more. There will be blood. Uh, <laughs> there will be blood. It's a new podcast. Oh, is it about uh, uh, that movie? No, no, it's about vampires. Oh, it's a vampire. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, and uh, we, we probably won't be like, I think we're all tapped out and maxed out on how much we can do on a weekly basis. So uh, w- the hope is that more creators and more people are creating amazing shows and podcasts and, and YouTube channels that can all be part of this as we grow so all that to say we thank you guys for the support it's it's incredible uh and uh we've got big things coming up and all of this is to gear up for the things i was just talking about which is jake abby